whatever now. Uh, uh, <laughs> so attempt 43. Let's do this. All right. Well, um, hello, everyone. I'm Boney for... Oh, no, we're not starting again. <laughs> I'm Tony from Two Copper Pieces, and this is One on One RPG. And uh, who are you? I'm Tony from Two Copper... Ah, oh, no. Well, we're not starting again. I'm Elliot, also known as Elephant Bear, also known as Ichabod, Ichabod uh, Whistler. Oh, it's a bit more action-packed this episode I want it to be, so I'm Ichabod Whistler, a more dynamic, heroic, uh, action, vampire-killing name. Mm, interesting. I'll have to Google that later. Um, so, uh, just before we get kicked off, if you enjoy our show, if you could, uh, you know, give us a review on iTunes, tell your friends. Yeah. Every, tell your every comment helps. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, uh, tell your old neighbour who hates you. Tell everyone... Um, especially the old neighbor who hates you because you know if they don't like it then you're doing them a, doing them a disservice which you'd like because they don't like you perhaps indeed tell literally anyone you can or you know anyone who you think might like it that would be lovely yeah. um yeah not to date the episode but tell liz truss new prime minister of the uk <laughs> i don't care if she listens to me <laughs> she won't be there for very long <laughs> um careful tony that's almost big talk <laughs> Why don't you tell uh, Terry Crews, next UK Prime Minister? We can only hope. Um, all right. So let's, uh, uh, do we do the small talk or the listener question? We do the listener question first, I always believe. Nice. So uh, this one comes from Big Ryan. <laughs> Big Ryan asks, uh, do you prefer pre-written adventures or making your own? Ooh, see, now this is interesting because I'm wondering now if he's related to Little Ryan. Mm, that is the interesting thing about that question. Mm. So uh, on to the small talk. Uh, <laughs> I just had a real lemonade ice lolly. Um, and I wonder uh, what other real things have you had in your life? Well, my first question has to be, how do they freeze the carbonation? Uh, well, it doesn't it doesn't last, I'm afraid. It's not very fizzy. Oh, it's a flat lemonade ice lolly. Is that it even is considered real then? My goodness. I think it is it is because you know that lemonade that kids make in america and sell for extortionate prices after stolen the lemons from somewhere like um Springfield. there's no carbonation in that as far as i know it's just lemon and sugar isn't it i never tried to make my own lemonade but i believe so mm. have you had anything real eaten anything real uh, the last real thing i have uh the real mccoy oh what what, uh, what do you think about the real McCoy? Was that a bit of a misnomer? Were they real? Were they were they the real McCoy, or were they in fact just a packet of crisps? Well, I certainly think they were. Uh, uh, comparatively to the McCoy, they were the real McCoy. Mm. They had a nice crunch to them, I guess. I prefer the ones from Lidl, the fake McCoy. Oh, I don't know what they're called. The real McCob. Ah, uh, that must be it. Anyway, uh, let's think about, or let's tell the audience, I should say, what happened last time uh, and you have the amount of time it takes me to uh, scan the entire room with my eyes I'm... i went to the vistani village whereupon i was introduced to some dusk elves whereupon i ignored some dusk elves and made fun of them for some obvious reasons frankly then i discovered arabelle that was the, the start of the episode. Discovered Arabelle being pushed into the lake. Heroically, Ichabod leapt into the water and swam out to the middle of the lake while Vlad and Alexia rode in the rowboat, making the whole thing look stupid. Uh, but saved her, I did. 
Then saved her once again from a random vampire. Then I pushed a drunk into the lake, I believe. Not in that order. I also received some brand new clothes, which I thought were very spiffing until someone pointed out that Vistani were Vlad, uh, Curse of Strahd sympathizers, which I was very unhappy with. But now I've gone undercover as a Vlad, uh, Curse of Strahd sympathizer uh, with Lady Vacta, where and she has now asked me to dispose of the Baron and Isaac. Now, the Baron I possibly would consider, but Isaac, never. <laughs> but that's uh, that's a thing for the episode to discuss, I guess. Yeah, your your relationship with Isaac really came on a couple of episodes ago, didn't it? Yeah, it really improved, frankly. Mm. All right. So uh, I think we already know the answer to the cliffhanger then, since you've just kind of explained <laughs> it and laid it out. out. But who knows? There could be a shocking twist about to come. Yeah. Right. So last we left the listeners, you were just sitting back, sipping on your wine and pondering the words of Lady Bacta. Uh, what will you be saying to her? Well, I consider to myself, I might, I might do the Baron, but my friend Isaac never. Shocking, I know. Is that what you said to Lady Vakta? No, that's what I'm thinking to myself. Okay. I can't say this out loud to her, though, because I'm trying to win her confidence. So I say, ah, you wish me to kill two people. One, ah, 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 two, ah, ah, ah. And this will cement our friendship, yes? Uh, yes, that is the gist of it. Uh, you lay it out very plainly. I, I prefer you use uh, evil villain code rather than just talk about, ah. you know, throw words like kill out there and stuff like that. But yes, yes, that is it. My apologies. I have not been evil for very long. Yes, I will make sure they are no longer in the picture. Ah, now you're now you're talking my language. Yes. <laughs> and she tilts a glass towards you. I I clink uh, a glass my glass with her glass uh, not hard enough to slosh the wine i'm a very careful uh, wine drinker but i do say may this be the beginning of a fruitful friendship with many picture removals <laughs> She's, she uh, as you clink says yes and soon this the 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 wrongful leaders of this town will be taken care of and then uh vlad looks around and says, I don't understand. You were just talking about killing them. No, now they will be sent to a farm. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. Yes. <laughs> and and um, why don't we uh, have a roast dinner? <laughs> He's looking at the food that's just been brought out on the table. As, long as, as long as we can have it, rare. <laughs> I like my roast dinner bloody uh, this is i mean you're saying it like it's not literal but it is it is uh it is rare of course it is we cook it well <laughs> good <laughs> All right. let the feast commence <laughs> T, uh, does ichabod eat very much of this because i know he's got a bit of a no thing. no he doesn't <laughs> he just cuts it up and moves it around his plate kind of hides some under the, the marrow's potatoes mm. <laughs> so is he has has he eaten anything since the dream pastries that you recall? Uh, he ate the goulash given to him by the Vistani. Oh yeah, uh, under yeah. under under protest, frankly, but he he didn't want to appear rude. Mm. And did he keep it down? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no no issues there. All right, I think at some point, if he's not eating, he's going to have to start having some ill effects. Well, it's uh, it's because he's uh, reborn and doesn't need to eat. 
Yeah, potentially. Is that is he a reborn? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's his that's his race. Ah, fair enough. All right, cool. Uh, so, uh, Lady Vakta also pushes her food around, and Vlad just chows on down with a, a reckless abandon. Uh, anything else you want to say, or we're just going to fade out to uh, this awkward dinner? I don't believe there's anything else I need from her. Cool. But um, later on, like towards the end of dinner, uh, I'm going to excuse myself for the for the rest facilities, and I'm going to have a poke around her house. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it gets. You'll excuse me, Lady Vakta. I must empty the bladder. <laughs> so, ah, number one. Fair enough. Um, she says, "Bear with me. I'll have the maid show you where the facilities are." Thank you. And uh, the uh, she rings a little bell, and uh, the maid that let you in comes to the table and says, "Yes, ma'am." Says, uh, uh, "Show our guest to the facilities, would you?" And uh, she says, "Right, you are, ma'am. Come on, let's go." After you, uh, she leads you to uh, the back door, and it opens up, and then you see a little outhouse in a <laughs> pokey little garden. I mean, this is not as posh a restroom as I imagined it was. Ah, excellent. I can find my own way back from here. You may attend to your mistress. Uh, Make a persuasion check. But of course. (laughs) One. Two. Up to five. I I rolled a five. Plus my uh, persuasion. uh, Hang on. I, I did not have my character sheet open. Apologies. Huh? Is that the end? Yeah, eight, eight. I got an eight. Oh, you got eight. Right, cool. Um, she said, uh, no, uh, it, is, it is quite standard practice that I wait with the guests and escort you back. I'll wait here. Um, all right, so she uh, is going to be standing outside the kitchen door, but in the garden. Okay. You see the outhouse opposite the kitchen door. Okay, how far away is the outhouse? I mean, I assume it's still in a well-lit area. Yeah, it's about, it's about 15 feet down there. There's a lantern that you can use. And uh, a bit of a winding path through some crabgrass, basically. Okay, but I insist you hum to yourself to mask any noises you may hear. And I stalk my way over to the outhouse. You hear again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, is she still like looking at me as well? No, she's uh, looking around. She's sort of uh, just not pacing, but taking a few steps to the left and the right, <laughs> looking at the sky. I I don't I don't think this is going to work. So I I won't try uh, anything funny. I I will just go and uh, go stand because <laughs> so I don't think I need to go to the toilet as a reborn either. So I will, I will wine. I suppose that's true. I will go in and I will I will use the facilities as much as I am able, <laughs> and then I will I will head back so to not as arouse suspicion. As as you're coming back, she says, um, you, you know, when when people get a bit older, it's not as easy. Uh, things just don't flow as well. I'm told. Who the devil do you think you are? I am a guest in your mistress's house, and you're referring to my toilet time? (laughs) I am literally so outraged, I'm getting high-pitched. Right you are, sir. Terribly sorry. I thought, uh, I I just wanted to make you feel better. Sorry. Apologies. (laughs) I would feel better knowing that no one would ever talk about my toilet time at all, frankly. (laughs) She opens the door for you. Okay, I come back in. What scene do I find with Vlad and Lady Vakta? Um, so he basically says, and, and uh, this is uh, where I entered. And he's, he's organised 
all of the food on his plate, including like the mashed potatoes and the broccoli and stuff. Uh, he's got a little uh, little pile of mashed potato. It looks a bit like a building, a bit like a pub in some. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I followed you all the way here. And then he's tracing it along with his knife. And uh, she's just looking in with a raised eyebrow. So that must be some umbrella. Um, enough. Uh, Lady Vakta does not need to hear of your ramblings, Vlad. Let us <laughs> depart and leave our fair hostess to make her preparations for tomorrow's incidents. <laughs> uh, splendid. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow and how you conduct your work. But of course. And as I go, I shoot an evil look at the maid. <laughs> She looks very reproachful, but also somewhat grateful that you haven't uh, exposed her to Lady Vakta. <laughs> or... I pull her trousers down. <laughs> She's not wearing trousers. I don't really do that, my goodness. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, yeah. you leave. Where do you intend to go now? So it's 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 getting late, so it would be uh it wouldn't be the worst time to turn in, but you might yeah. have other business you like to do. The festival. No, no, nothing of the sorts. I'm I'm going to return to the Blue Water Inn and. Uh, re- uh, turn in for the night as you say cool uh nice so anything you want to say to anyone before you turn in or you, are you t- just turning in i of course do my customary check on adrian to see how he's getting on but I, i'm assuming not well yeah not very well and uh he's uh, as you you see him is similar to before very fitful occasionally morphing between different uh states figures yeah different states and uh, is his restraints are still on and um adrian seems to have doubled them up somewhat as well uh, to try and keep him secure uh the uh, adrian and his family look very concerned about him taking turns to watch him and erwin uh, by the way uh erwin yes sorry erwin and his family look very concerned and uh you can hear as you go to bed, you can hear down the corridor some of the sounds of like the bed slamming against the wall or the legs of the bed. Like I, put a, I put a hand on his fitful shoulder and I say, hold on a little longer, Adrian. I have but one more night's business to take care of here. And then I will make all due haste to get you your cure. And do you give him a lay on hands or are you just touching him? I pump a little bit more lay on hands into him because I'm about to have a long rest. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that seems to soothe him a bit, and mm. uh, he stops being so fitful for a while, uh, which has the bonus of uh, allowing you a bit of peace to get off to sleep. Yep. Uh, somewhat, uh, uh, as you dream, you have dreams of a very familiar look, and uh, you see um, the woman with uh, red hair and those, uh, the figure, the, the image that you saw before that reminds you a bit of Irina. And um, she seems a lot more familiar to you now. And um, as you look at her, she says she looks at you and says, uh, hello, Ichabod. And uh, she embraces you warmly and you respond, hello, my dear Tatiana. You embrace her back. But then she gets uh, ripped away from you very quickly. And uh, suddenly uh, the face of your brother is very up close upon you and sneering at you. And then uh, you wake up uh, <gasps> in the morning with a start. No, <laughs> indeed inspiration for you um, nice uh, so uh, you enjoy the benefits of long rest nevertheless uh, what do you intend to do first today uh, you're going straight to, are you just dealing with the festival you can do anything else before then i believe i'm just going to the festival i don't want to head straight i would like to warn isaac but i don't want to head straight for isaac in case lady vakta has people watching me 
So I feel uh, I take I change out of the Vistani clothes and back into my uh, homeless chic. I don't want to head straight to, like I say, in case she has people watching me because I don't want to tip her off. I'm tipping them off. So mm. I might go and see Father Lucian uh, to see that, you know, just to check in, to see the bones are holding. Mm. Cool. So, yeah, you go to St. Andrew's Church, you'll see Father Lucian there giving a sermon. Uh, also seems to be talking about um, uh, unfortunate loss from uh, some of the dead from the attack. And there seem to be people there to mourn and listen and try and feel a bit better about uh, what happened and who they've lost, etc. Uh, but when it's finished, you, you head over and talk to him, I assume? Yep, yep. Oh, good to see you, boy. Father Lucian, good to see you. I must ask of you a favour. Yes, what can I do for you? I need you to get a message to Isaac and tell him to meet me in Blinksy's basement. Isaac? Were you not trying to avoid him just a couple of days ago? Yes, but I've had character growth since then, and now we've got a bit of a bromance going on. Oh, good for you, boy. I've, it's been ages since I've had character growth. Well, you know, take, take it easy. Take, take some pills in the morning. You'll get character growth in no time. I'll, I'll bear that under advisement. Um, you haven't seen... You haven't seen... You haven't seen my friend, have you? Who? Irina's brother. Oh, uh, Ismark. Ismark, my goodness. His name went totally out of my head and I couldn't <laughs> find... There it is. There's his name in my notes. <laughs> oh, Ismark, he... I saw him leaving. He had uh, had that jet black hair and uh, he looked even paler than usual. Yeah. I haven't heard back from Queenie either. I'm worried about them. Oh, well, uh, hopefully Lathander will be watching over them. I'll say a prayer for him. And your and your beloved Queenie. It would be most appreciated. Now I must be off. Yes, go well. I will send. Uh, I will send someone to give a message to Isaac. He says, "Millerboy, you have much to make up for." And he marches off to talk to Millerboy. Nah, I would like to now go and see the wild elf about my fireworks that he said were unavailable. Uh, where are you going? Sorry, say that again. The wild elf about the fireworks. I know he said they were unavailable. Erwin said they are unavailable because of the festival. Mm. I'm hoping I might be able to sneak a few off of him. All right. So you've seen him in the Blue Water Inn, but you also know he, he stays in that wagon. Uh, yes, of course. So where are you going first? Uh, I would like to go back to the Blue Water Inn because I also realized I wanted to grab a, a, a pouch full of silver coins as well. Sure. Yeah, you go and grab a pouch. Well, I was just going to say, you just left the Blue Water Inn. You didn't see him downstairs. No, uh, but you have seen him there previously, and he was, he's not there when you go back. But um, yeah. I said I head to his coach house then. Cool. Uh, all right. So you head over to that stockyard, um, and you are you going to knock on the door or? I I knock on the door. Uh, rap rap rap. Hail hail! Is this the fireworkist? Uh, make a perception check. Oh my goodness! Six. Uh, when oh, when you knock on the door, uh, you are a bit surprised by how the wagon suddenly lurches as though something uh, has uh, something big has thrown itself against the inside wall. Uh, you hear the cracking of wood, the scraping of metal, and this deep snarling sound. Um, I rip the door open, <laughs> unless it's locked, in which case I fail to rip the door open. Uh, as you go to... Uh, try the door handle you realize um 
there's it's not dried... a door handle at all. It's a fake wall. You realise there's dried blood all over it. Oh my! This is worse <laughs> than I thought. And uh, I draw the sun blade ready. <laughs> you also see an inscription on the wagon's door frame uh, that reads, "I bring you from shadow into light." Uh, but yes, you you rip the door open. Yes, I'll show you light. All right, uh, let's roll initiative. Oh my goodness, this. Uh, and I'll tell you what's going on once you've rolled an issue. I'm going to change die, just on the hope this one doesn't roll something uh, low. Yes! 22! Awesome. All right. All right, leaping out of the door and pouncing at you is this enormous saber-toothed tiger, uh, taking you quite by surprise. It gets to go first. It's, uh, really? Yeah, really. Uh, yep, so it pounces at you, tries to... Uh, get you with its claws it gets a 23 can you make i think we both know that's a hit yep there's 11 slashing damage immediately as it deeply growls and, ah. and you notice uh it uh, you make a strength save you need to make a strength save sorry oh well let's stick with this good die uh, uh 13 uh 14 was the number you needed oh no and uh you feel yourself getting knocked down you think if this was just a regular saber toothed tiger you think you might have made it but this one seems to be wearing quite a lot of heavy armor somehow so it's going to be even harder to hit heavy but also very flamboyant very colorful and uh it tries to bite you gets a 23 again so it does 15 piercing damage as it (laughs) plunges its great big fangs into your shoulder (laughs) Uh, you are not grappled but you are on the floor Uh, so uh, what would you like to do i would like i think to myself "Ah, even the saber-toothed tigers address better than me (laughs) throwing me completely off my game (laughs) and i'm going to cast darkness on ourselves okay. so that he has disadvantage on his uh, <laughs> on all of his attacks hopefully unless saber do tigers can see in the dark i uh, know it's magical darkness so it doesn't even matter if he can see in the dark he's still going to get disadvantage on all of his attacks but i have eldritch sight so i can see in the darkness so i don't so suck it but that's <laughs> an action so i can't do anything else uh, i'm going to i'm going to stand up can i stand can... up or is he still on me no, you can stand up. You're not grappled, but you can I, move away without attack of opportunity. Now it can't see. Unless, oh, that's true. I, I step can. slightly out of range. Yeah. Uh, so you take, uh, I think it's half movement stand up. So three steps back. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's at the edge of the darkness. Okay. Uh, so it tries to uh, attack you again. It's sort of, you see it, uh, walking around a little bit and then take a bit of a run up to leap at you this time it gets an eight Aha! you hear it roar and swipe and it just kind of misses as it goes past and uh it just sort of jumps a little bit past you uh now it's your turn i swing at it with my elder uh, with my sun blade casting green flame blade at the same time as the fiery blue lights even in this darkness is masked uh I think uh, maybe magical light is visible, but anyway, it still hits him. I know it doesn't. I've got to roll for it. It's still twenty-three. Oh, that hits a lot of uh, a lot of twenty-threes. Yeah, it still hits him. As I was saying, where I was rudely interrupted by myself, and that's going to be where I one seven. That's it. Seventeen points of fire and radiant damage. Oof! Nice. Anything else? Are you level five now? I am. 
you have a second attack? Oh, you got a, no, your... not as a as a, as a warlock. Oh yeah, and you've got to, your multi your multi classing, aren't you? As yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, any any other actions? You gonna move again? Yeah. Once again, I'm gonna swirt skirt around him using my fancy footwork. Nice. Um, the fancy footwork's actually a, a trait that <laughs> for one of the classes. I assume you just mean it, oh. descriptively your fancy footwork. Yeah. My yep. my very nice to look at footwork. Mm, nice. Uh, so uh, it didn't it didn't seem to like being hit with this flaming saber very much. Well, and... uh, I didn't like being slashed at and bitten very much. <laughs> I'm not saying you feel bad about it. I'm just explaining his action. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it growls deeply at. Uh, in your direction again uh, or sort of in your direction at least in the direction of where you were but it does seem to look around looking around a little bit confusedly but then you see all of your darkness your magical darkness uh seems to be beginning to dissipate um unless uh, and you'd look over and you see this uh uh this man um in this long brown coat and these uh, small glasses he seems to be casting a spell you don't have any means to counter this spell do you no, I have no means to counter this spell, no. Right. And, uh, yeah, he seems to be dispelling your darkness, and he you even hear him yell, Dispelliarmus! And uh, then he whistles and goes, Tony, Tony, here! And then the tiger, on the tiger's turn, <laughs> he uh, was seemingly He's ready great. to attack. <laughs> seemingly ready to attack again. But then once he heard the whistle and the call, he uh, disengages and uh, rushes over to this man. Um, it's your turn. Do you intend to attack them? He seems I, to... Be... I dispel my sunblade and hook it back on my belt. Uh, so <clears throat> we'll call that to... one a tie. <laughs> nice. It says, who are you and what makes you... Uh, what brings you to my wagon? Do I recognize... Is this the firework elf? Well, make a, a well, you don't need to make a check. When you look at him quite closely, he does look very similar to the elf that you've seen, but he's not dressed as quite as flamboyantly as before. He's not wearing the jester's hat and everything else. And actually, his ears aren't pointy either, um, but he does have very similar facial features. Okay. Well, I sway back and forth as my blood drips <laughs> to the floor. Um, I'm a little bit woozy from the fight now, but I'm, I was after some fireworks. Baby, you're a firework. He says to the saber-toothed tiger. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> I went from being flattered to insulted. <laughs> but if this is what you are after, we need to have a chat. Perhaps you would like to enter the wagon. I have some tea and some uh, some poultices for your wounds. You had me at poultices for my wounds. Let's go. <laughs> all right. He, uh, he gestures for you to enter. It's quite small and cramped. It's not TARDIS-like at all. In fact, it seems <laughs> smaller on the inside. <laughs> and, sort of push past all these uh, boxes and crates and um, he makes a little bit of space where there's a small bit of cushion for you to sit on uh, the saber tooth tiger uh, seems to be completely calm now that you're here and that his master is here is um, basically taking up the whole space in the center of the wagon and that he's laid down a little saucer of milk for the tiger as well and then um, he sits opposite you with his legs crossed can anyone else spell burning hair oh Sorry about that. Oh, not at all. And he reaches down to touch the tiger and uh, performs a spell and seems to mend it. Um, says, now, you were talking about fireworks. 
Yes, I am in need of uh, fireworks to create a diversion or possibly uh, distraction in, a, in an upcoming in, in endeavor I plan to commit. I was wondering if I might have, you might have some to spare. I appreciate your frankness. Uh, perhaps you might tell me a little bit more about what it is you want to destroy or divert. Well, I wouldn't normally do this because we've crossed blades, Tony and I. I feel like I can trust you. I am... Um, I ride in a carriage that I've purloined from the, the devil. And when he wishes it to return, I wish it to be returned with an extra surprise to it. You have the devil's carriage. How did you come by this? It was parked in the street and no one was attending it. Ah, he intends for you to have this carriage. Okay, but he might ask for it back or I will take it to him. When I do, I want it to blow up. I'm, I'm going to be straight with you. Please, I feel we've earned that ma trust between us. He doesn't give two shits about that carriage. He's got an abundance of them. Oh. He basically, like this, this is his realm. And he will, uh, like, he considers everything his to be used. Like, it, 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 he won't be asking for you to return it at any point. No, I'm not. Well, I was hoping he would. But even if he doesn't, I will still, I will drive it up to his gates. He has probably I mean, never sat in that carriage himself. He oh, good. It would stink if he had. He's just he's a smelly old man. Stink of old man. It would. Yes, quite right. You are. I'm not the biggest fan of him either. But he has never set foot in that carriage. He he can turn into a bat and fly wherever he wants. And if he doesn't want to do that, he can sit on his flying horse and fly wherever he wants. You're so, saying I should strap explosives to his flying horse? Because I mean, I'm willing. I'm keen. I mean, if you can find the opportunity to do that, that would uh, certainly be a better idea than uh, trying to trap him with this old carriage that he clearly intends for you to use so he can keep an eye on you. Yes. So I could have some fireworks then, as long as I uh, trap him to a horse instead. No, the fireworks are spoken for, I'm afraid. They're for the Festival of the Blazing Sun. I don't have any more. This is why I'm here um, currently. Who are uh you? I was about to ask you the same question. We're being very frank with each other for two people who don't know each other's names. My name is Ichabod Whistler. Ah, you know, I've heard of an Ichabod, but uh, he wasn't a Whistler. I am Rudolf Van Richten. That name sounds familiar to me. Mm. Rudolf. Yes, I am the great vampire hunter of Barovia. And he sort of puts his hands on his hips and looks across the room at nothing. No, I'm fully taken in. Mm. Then you and I have much to discuss, for I am Ichabod of many names, currently Whistler, and I am here to defeat the devil himself. And I stand up and I also look off into the, where the distance would be if I weren't in a small carriage. <laughs> uh, he looks at the distance that you're looking at, but then he decides that his distance is superior and he goes back to looking at that one. Anyway, yes, perhaps we do have much to discuss, something quite in common. Um, we have a common enemy, that is for sure. He took my whole family. And mine as well. Oh, oh, really? That's awful for you. I mean, it's not a competition. Well, I, I, I have a brother who's still alive, but I don't really want to talk about it. Oh, so not your whole family. It's complicated. Mm, mm, I see. He took my wife. She's dead. Took my daughter. She's dead. Is your daughter dead? We, we we cut back 22 minutes later. Took my second cousin twice removed. He's dead. <laughs> mm. Well, I can't ever leave Barovia. 
We because can of... if we defeat the devil, as, I, as is my understanding of the curse. Yes, yes, exactly. But that's why I've got a bit of vendetta. I'm stuck here. I'm trapped here, you see. Well, Until... we all are. Well, yes, but uh, some of us uh, perhaps have more reason to live somewhere else than others. Yes, of course. Some of us are not actually part of the same family as the devil and are actually from here, you see. You don't know that. I know that, Sergei. I know that. Everyone knows. Where were you people when I was putting out flyers? <laughs> I was sitting in the tavern looking uh, rather conspicuous, but you kept ignoring me because you thought I wasn't important. I had other things going on, Rudolph. Yes, yeah, so did I. I didn't even know who you were at the time. Just thought <laughs> turned up with... Uh... Well, it looks like we're two protagonists, both going on our gnisty way, <laughs> finally crossing streams. Well, yes, indeed. That's a, oh, but you haven't used your inspiration yet. No, um, curses. So, how do we proceed? I don't have any fireworks for you, but I do have information. And I may be a useful guide to the area, if you can't remember it very well. However, I'm not sure that I should trust the brother of the devil. You know, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound very trustworthy, right? Yeah, no, I hear it. I hear it now you're saying it. Well, let me ask you this. Let me lay out for you my plan, and then you can tell me how that relates to your plan. And we can see if our plans might get together, you know, I'd mush energies, and then we might have one concrete plan between us. Maybe. I've recently lost uh, lost a companion so uh gaining a new one would be uh it would be fortuitous timing certainly i have lost two companions recently but again not a contest <laughs> uh i all three companions i forgot about adrian i well there is some shady business going down tonight at the carnival which i intend to subvert then tomorrow i must make my way to kresk to beseech the priest or holy man there for a greater restoration spell for my friend who has been infected by vampirism. Oh, good luck going getting that out of them at Kresk. You best have something that they, they really want, really, really want. What do they want, really, really want, 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 really, really want, really want? I mean, uh, on top of my, off the top of my head, some wine. But otherwise you'll have to uh, beseech the, uh, the lord of the manor, as it were. Mm. I shall speak to Erwin, although... I might be able to accomplish that if I got the stones back that were stolen by my Baba Lasaga. But I'm told she's even more powerful than the devil. Oh, yes. Yes, she is one to be watched. And her druids on that Yester Hill. Yester, Yester is the name of the hill, you see. Mm. They're building an effigy right now. It's would Baba Lasaga be there or would I be able to get in, defeat all the, the druids? steal the stones back uh, before Babalasaga was knew I was there and then return them to the Wizard of the Wine Brewery, uh, winery. You think you could go by yourself and defeat all the druids? You are No, that would be madness. I have a man with me, Vlad. Uh, Vlad, is Vlad with you right now? Is he accompanying you? Uh, it might be. <laughs> he did nothing in that fight but watch. <laughs> do you want, do you, would you have brought him with you or would you have done this on your own, this bit? Uh, I, I'll say I left him at the church doing what Vlad does at the church. Oh, so, oh, this Vlad must be a mighty warrior if he thinks he can defeat uh, upwards of 15 druids all at once. He is a holy spellcaster. But uh, 15, you say? I was thinking more of a two or three druid max situation. Oh, no, there's loads of them and all the blights that they uh, make. Have you ever fought any blights? Oh, my goodness, I've been poked by so many blights. <laughs> yes. The needle ones do like to give you a good poking. 
Right. So we'll put that in the maybe plan pile. We'll get around to it. We'll get a different way to get into Kresk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also... Oh, the Yester Hill is nowhere in the way of Kresk. Kresk is se- completely separate. No, I know, but I was going to get the stones back to the Wizards Wine Winery, use the what, the stones to get some more wine out of them, take the wine to Kresk. You know, it was an A, B, A to B, B to C situation. But um, then I also must head to... Um, the Amber Temple for some reason, and then also back to Barovia to check on my friend Ismark, whose sister has been taken, and also check go to Barovia, Castle Barovia to check on my friend Arena, who's been kidnapped. Mm. I've got a, I've got a lot on my plate, but tell me, you also said you had lost a companion. Yes, yes. Dead, lost, or missing, lost? No, she is just so pig-headed, Esmeralda. She doesn't like my slowly, slowly approach. She has gone, she's gotten headstrong. She's gone straight to Castle Ravenloft and intends to drive a stake through his heart. And we were not ready. She sounds exactly like my companion, Ismark. Oh, really? Perhaps, uh, perhaps they are perfect for each other. Oh, he is single. Hmm. Oh, I love, I love shipping people off. I don't know how you feel about it. (laughs) It's fun to talk about. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea, but we can't let them know we're trying to ship them off. Otherwise they'll go heels against it. And also, chances are they'll both be dead before they ever get to meet each other because of their headstrong attitudes. Mm. No, don't worry. I've sent I've sent a bird to keep them safe. Well, Ismark. Oh, okay. If anything should happen, she will alert me immediately by flying back here, which, as the raven flies, it's only about a day. So I should mm. be able to get there pretty sharpish. Mm, fair enough. Hopefully nothing happens to your bird. Would you know? I certainly would know if something bad happened to queenie yes okay that's good but i have a a summoning ritual that i can bring her back to me Mm, splendid you want to be prepared for what how she might return when you bring her back it's absolutely pleasant and not at all disturbing but i just have to do it alone when no one watches yes and she might return uh looking rather skeletal oh heaven forbid yeah that would be terrible well, this has been a nice chat. Um, <laughs> you haven't told me of your plan. Oh, yes. My I've shown plan. you your mine. You show me yours. Well, my plan is to continue to gather information and then to strike when the time is right. He looks very uh, pleased with himself. Right. And you have allies. Yes. Um, Only for once. I mean... Yes, I've recently gained an ally who is a great vampire hunter of many names. Impressive. Mm. Well, I'm sure you and he and I can do great things. Yes, and he has uh, good, strong friends as well who who, uh, can cast uh, magical uh, holy spells. My goodness, this is sounding better and better. We've almost got an army against Strahd. Well, three. This is me, you and your friend. Oh, Oh, I see what was happening here. Uh, tell me, do you know of the clumsy knight who lives in Strad's castle? Fuck! <laughs> yeah, thunder cracks. Oh, don't say his name. I know, all right, I know. He's probably looking right at us right now, and he just starts looking up at the ceiling or out the window. He starts sticking up middle fingers everywhere. <laughs> so I can't have... So I can't have fireworks then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Uh, he looks at you and, uh, oh, no, you you can have fireworks to put in that cart that he definitely wants back. Wait. Oh, wonderful. 
smiley face. <laughs> I'm going to leave now as our business is concluded. Ah, oh, yes. See you soon or not. No, we will never meet again, random stranger who I don't know. Oh, I'm, uh, um, I'm not that. I- I'm, I'm Vlad. Yes, I'm Tony. <laughs> <laughs> He opens the door for you. Thank you, Vlad. <laughs> see you soon, Tony. No, never see. <laughs> I mean, we will never meet it again. Safe travels, Tony. I hope it goes well, whatever your ventures are. Thank you. He closes the door and then he pops his head up, uh, presses his face against the window, and gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This this Van Van Richten is a master deceiver. <laughs> Even the devil must have been fooled by that performance. <laughs> All right, do you, do you want to? Uh, you see the owners of the stockyard um, see looking at you. So, Are you right? Saw so you get attacked by Tony. No, no, you must be mistaken. I was merely playing with the the saber tooth tiger as it ripped chunks out of my body. Oh, oh, wow, that's impressive. And then. Um, so it seems like your wounds are quite well healed. He did treat you with the poultices and stuff, which makes you feel a little bit better. Excellent, excellent. How much are we talking about by a little bit? Probably about five hit points. Oh, oh, yeah, that's not much. All right, I make my way to um, I make my way to Blinksy's basement to meet because it's nearby to meet up with a certain uh, someone. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, as you head in, Blinksy's like, Ah, hello there. Good to see you, Blinksy, my good friend. Good to good to be met. Ah, yes. Ichabod Summers. Ah, no, it's actually Ichabod Whistler now. Oh. He goes... Exactly. <laughs> your, your guest is waiting for his ears downstairs. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, if anyone asks, you haven't seen either of us. He says, yes, I have no idea. And he points at his eye. I head downstairs to meet Isaac. All right. Yeah, you climb down into this quite small basement and Isaac being quite a tall man is uh, sort of crouching, stooping a bit. He's trying to, is holding his arm up, his monstrous arm, so it doesn't knock things over and stuff. And they, oh, good to see you. Dick, I've come with dire news. I come, I mean, I've summoned you here with my dire news. Yes, uh, Mealy Boy said it's very important. Uh, Lady Vakta is planning to... Uh, Get rid of you and the Baron tonight during the ceremony. He looks at you very, very gravely. He's like, Mother Vakta. Exactly. There will be some sort of disturbance, and then I or someone else will be deemed the go time to take you guys out. Obviously, I'm going to be protecting you rather than taking you out, but I'm just giving you a heads up so you can prepare as well. Thank you for your for your message. It's very important to Isaac. You are a good friend. Of course, Isaac. We're, we're pals. I want I want you and the lackey to succeed more than anyone. Yes. And uh, Isaac, I believe in you. And he holds out his monster hand to shake yours. I'm joking. I know you don't like. And he holds out his other hand. I I I give him a fist bump on the monster hand. <laughs> he goes, ah, that tickles. Okay. So once Lady Vakta has made her move, then you will have ev- enough evidence to move against her. Ah, yes. Isaac and the guard will be ready. Can't move beforehand, because if we move beforehand, we'll show our hand, and then she'll accuse us of going first. We have to let her go first, yeah? Because that's the whole 
That's the plan. He's ignoring all about hiding his hand. He waves his monster hand. Whoa, where did it go? <laughs> I don't hide it anymore, but I know, uh, but it's a, it's just a metaphor. I know, I was just trying to play along. Anyway, I'm going to go get ready for later. You should do the same. Mm. You, you know, you have any uh, nicer clothes? It's a festival. I do not have nicer clothes. I saw a tiger earlier, a tiger wearing better clothes than me. Uh, oh, yeah? Is that Tony? Yes, it was Tony. Oh, he's so fun, that Tony. The, the children, they come and pet him and he roll over and they rub his belly. Yeah, he's a little kitten. Yes. The only real joy that uh, brought to these children for a long time. He very snazzy dresser. Anyway, I only say this because I have many suits. I, I myself, uh, comparatively to Isaac, are we the same size? Uh, he's about a foot and a half taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> very tall. Isaac, I appreciate the offer, but I don't think that would work. Mm, maybe no. It would look like a, a, a child in daddy suit. Exactly, exactly. But probably better than what, what you is right now. That's also true. I will, I will do my best to find something before the festival. But uh, just in case I'm not, I don't manage it, I will, uh, I'll, I'll come up with something. Don't worry about it. Okay. He climbs out of the hatch. I, I let him go. In fact, while he's just to make sure no one sees us go together, I have a short rest in the basement. <laughs> All right. Spend an hour uh, sitting in the basement. Every so oh, often. <laughs> so cool down here. Every so often you hear Blinksy saying, uh, no one's still here. <laughs> it doesn't seem like anyone has come in or anything like that. It's like a morgue down here. It's very peaceful. Uh, but an hour later, I emerge. I think oh. it's the coast clear, Billy. <laughs> ah, you is back. Welcome back. You have fun in the Blinksy basement? Yes. They, oh, while I was down there, I returned his little screwdriver. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you. It was very nice. Mm. I not uh, get much work done recently. I lose one of my tools. Well, I'm sure you just misplaced it and it will turn up soon. Ah, oh, Blinksy, I hope so. You look... Uh, you look very nice with the new hair. Thank you, Blinksy. Blinksy, you're a man who knows mechanisms and clockwork and the like. Yes. Could you make for me a fantastic umbrella? One that would make other people with very nice umbrellas jealous. Hmm. Is this an interesting challenge? Oh, Blinksy like to take this very much. Absolutely. Oh, Blinksy have many ideas. Oh, certainly I could do this for you. Uh, this would uh, cost you at least uh, five gold pieces. Wonderful. I have electrum pieces, right? Enough electrum pieces right here to cover it. Oh. A half now, half upon collection. Okay. Will you bite in half or me? Uh, no, I'll just give you half the equal amount of electrum. I'm not going to bite the coins in half. Oh, okay. You do you. <laughs> um, I, I'm off tomorrow to try and sneak into the, the town of Kresk. Hopefully it will be finished upon my return. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, probably. Here's a couple of extra electrum to turn that probably into a maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe probably it'd be ready. Good man, Blinksy. Uh, it's no fun, it's no Blinksy. I, I head out the door. Uh, uh, so we don't do a whole shopping montage. <laughs> um, uh, is there anywhere 
with like an off the rack cheap as chip suit like a like a, a charity shop it's like oh this one is quite good uh, uncle vanya died in it uh yes there is um so just opposite the way just behind the stocks where you saw a couple of people with their donkey uh, masks on and stuff yep. like that previously there's a there's a secondhand clothing shop I would like to head into the secondhand clothing shop. Yeah, there seems to be quite a lot of things. Most of the clothing, uh, it seems like pretty good stuff. Some of it is, it's sort of quite, it ranges from uh, sort of peasant-like to quite fine. All of the clothing is covered in like uh, rotten tomato and uh, some mud around the ankles and stuff like that. Right. Um, I will take the finest suit that I can spy um, and then I would also like to hire the services of a washerwoman. <laughs> no, I look at the finest suits and then for some reason I'm still a bit unsure about what the Raven Queen wanted, even though she's now explained it to me. So I choose a sl- slightly less nice one, like an average looking suit, like you'd wear to a job interview. Sure. Uh, yeah, you find you find what you're looking for. Uh, it's on sale for uh, like five, uh, about so seven silver pieces. I I use the electrum like <laughs> ask for change. <laughs> uh the cashier or the the, sh- the shop attendant uh, grumbles a lot and then uh, counts out change in gold pieces. I I open and up my I open up my pouch as well so he can see I actually have the silver pieces but I still don't give them to him. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank thank you for your custom uh if you would like it cleaned you could probably get it cleaned for a small fee uh just across the way at todd sweeney's he also does a bit of washing uh, oh, wow that todd perhaps, sweeney is remarkable perhaps father lucian might see his way to uh casting a sort of prestidigitation spell upon it you know what i'm trying to put some money back in the local economy so i'm gonna go see todd sweeney well uh father lucian would expect a small donation to the church in exchange for this service as well just so you're aware in that case i'll go see father lucian then because i i've already given todd sweeney some money to cut my fabulous hair well, but, uh todd sweet to father lucian needs some money for the church fair enough i don't care what you do You've yeah i'm just do. speaking out loud you don't actually have to respond to this oh good i'll stop responding now right let's go why would i go with you no Mm-mm, no you haven't understood <laughs> just me he nods i I say thank you for the suit. Not at all, not at all. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will get the door and see. Oh, yeah. Uh, I make my way to Father Lucian, and uh, uh, however much he asks for, I double it, just in electron pieces. And then <laughs> I have a... Not for a gold piece. <laughs> You'd be very happy with uh, what you I have. have a presentable suit now. Uh, yes, it is quite presentable. It fits. I head back to the Blue Water Inn and get changed and then wait for festival time. Fabulous. Uh, Vlad uh, compliments you on your new suit. So, oh, look at you. Got somewhere nice to be. Uh, yes, we're going to the... I forgot to get you a suit, Vlad. I'm so sorry. Uh, Vlad's clothes are no, no, not nearly as worn out as yours were. He, he's not been getting in the thick of things quite as much. Oh, that's true. I, I feel even worse about my old outfit now then. <laughs> And uh, he says, "Oh yes, the festival, nice." And and you're not wearing the uh, the the devil's clothes, it seems. No, um, this outfit very reminiscent of what you might see Edgar Allan Poe wearing, 
with its uh, with its straight black uh, creases and its high white collar. Nice. I feel very comfortable at this at last. Uh, yes, it, it is certainly becoming of you. Um, I think that uh, that that Lady Vakta might uh, not be very. I think she'll 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 see how you're now dressed, and perhaps she'll be a bit less trusting of you. Yes, uh, Vlad. By the way, just so we're all on the same page, Lady Vakta is going to try and kill Isaac and the Baron tonight, and we're going to stop her. I thought she was going to take care of them. Yes, indeed. Uh, that was evil code. Oh, how do you know evil code? I'm I'm quarter quarter evil on my brother's side. Oh yeah, of course. Probably heard all the lingo. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay uh, so what's the plan am i accompanying you you are accompanying me i need an extra set of eyes to keep out keep a watch for trouble uh should we um get anyone else to come uh father lucian might be useful to have on hand but uh the the erwin and his uh martikoff family might be better suited keeping nine adrian uh, as I'm talking about, I, I nip over and just give him a little juice of lay on hands. Mm. Holy palm. Uh, yeah, he, see, he doesn't really seem any better, but as you, it soothes him again. And it seems like um, he's still struggling. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone seems even like increasingly concerned. They, some of them are like, if Erwin uh, says, uh, I'm, I'm very concerned, actually. I, I fear that um, if he were going to... Uh, if he were going to overcome his illness, he would have done it by now, and he'd be on. He'd be more on the mend. Tomorrow, first light. I promise, I shall make my way to Kresk, and whatever it takes, I will return here with the cure. He nods in a in an ex, in a way that accepts that that's all you can do, but he fears yeah. that it might be too late. I, oh, doesn't say anything. I make my way to the festival. Yeah, no worries. Uh, okay, so you and Vlad head to the festival. Vlad seems a little bit, uh, he seems quite upbeat, like quite excited. Oh, I've not been to many festivals. Well, this one's really going to be an eye-opener for you. Ooh, sounds good. Will they have rides and uh, snacks? And fireworks. Ooh, that sounds fun. I remember seeing fireworks once as a boy. Oh, excellent. Did you like them? Not really. They made me scared. Too loud, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully and, these fireworks will be far, done far away. Well, I, I'm I'm a man now, so I'm I'm sure I can I understand how they work a bit more. I'm sure I won't be so scared. Well, I'm here if you need me. Did you watch fireworks as a boy? Do you remember? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I sure I must have. And then yeah, you head over. You find a spot that a lot of people have already gathered you can see father lucian is there as well and a lot of other villagers that we've seen mm-hmm. around the place the shops have kind of closed at least uh for an hour or two and the uh, owners will come out to the center to join you can see their stalls about with the um the the, the festival uh, there are no stalls this is just like a big circle of people circled around the town square uh waiting to watch something um oh. They don't seem to be. Uh, they don't seem to be particularly merry. Um, and you see across the circle, you can see Lady Bacta staring at you. Uh, she doesn't seem to be staring at you very warmly. Not that she ever seemed to, yeah. but even less so. And um, you see uh, her sons, who you saw Didn't in the watering. Oh yeah, there. no, we did uh, the the ta- tavern the first night. The drunks. Yeah, yeah. You see them standing with her now. 
uh, they're still kind of sloshed. One of them's got his arm around her and kind of hanging off it, drinking a glass of wine, and the other one is uh, looking in a different direction. But she doesn't seem to even notice that she's. Do we do we see her daughter or no? Uh, you don't see her daughter, and um, you also see uh, Isaac and the guard. They seem to be stationed in various points. Uh, lots of guards stationed all around the circle, and uh, Isaac is standing to uh, the north of uh, the square which goes off that way towards the Valaki camp it seems to be very stationed there's a big stage in the center and a little bit of a pit in the center that seems to have been dug uh, that wasn't there before oh i'm not going to start questioning my decision to let the baron go am i no um it's just a little bit of a pit but under threatening skies a parade of unhappy children dressed as flowers begin trudging through the muddy streets uh, leading the way for a group of sorry-looking men and women carrying a 10-foot diameter wicker ball. Uh, the burgomaster and his smiling wife, who holds a sad bouquet of wilting flowers, follow the procession on horseback. As weary spectators watch from their stoops, the ball is borne to the town square. There it is hoisted and hung from a 15-foot-high wooden scaffold, which is just in front of the pit, and townsfolk take turns splashing it with oil. Uh, before the wicker sun can be set ablaze, uh, the sky tears open in a sudden downpour. All will be well, cries the burgomaster as he brandishes a sputtering torch and marches defiantly through the rain towards the wicker ball, only to have his torch go out as he thrusts it into the sphere. A single laugh erupts from the crowd, drawing the burgomaster's fiery gaze as well as gasps from the townsfolk. And uh, as they all look over, and you look over, it, the laugh seems to come from uh, the guard that you met at the entrance and um, that you had all of the fuss about the jokes with. Yep, yep. I remember I remember the, the fellow. He dobbed me into Isaac in the first place. Yeah, and he starts talking about um, but how ridiculous it is and how the, um, how the town doesn't need this anymore. The, the attack the other day proves that this was all nonsense. I assume this is the diversion. And so I, whilst everyone else is eyeing him, I edge around the circle to get closer to the stage. Okay. Uh, as you start moving closer to the stage, Lady Vakta uh, watches you as well. Can you make an insight check? Uh, I'm going to use that inspiration to change <laughs> that three into a five. So seven. Not rolling very hot today. No, I went back to that first die and uh, that was clearly a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, she, she's giving you a kind of a quizzical look that we can, we can discern. Oh, uh, apologies. It's not a seven. It was just a flat five. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's giving you a look then. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, she seems to be watching you as you slowly shift around and um then as he kept going on about how it's a waste of time, uh, one of Lady Vakta's sons says, yes, it's high time we got rid of this burgomaster. These festivals are ridiculous. And then his brother says, yeah, I have far much more fun in the bar, in the Blue Water Inn, just drinking all day. And, he's, and there seems to be a, a lack of wine flowing these days. And then there's a little bit of a murmuring. Uh, of agreement it's like, yeah it's not particularly animated as such and the the burgomaster looks around uh he seems to be slightly panicked as you're moving towards the stage and, um uh uh the, that guard and he points at the guard from the front uh, 
he must be uh be arrested arrested for for spite and um Isaac looks a bit uh confused by this but well not confused he looks a bit um what else? kind of he kind of understands but also doesn't yeah. really want to arrest his guard um yeah. but he nods at the two guards that are next to him and they go towards Lars and Lars like, no get off me and he sort of moves his way into the middle of the into the middle of the uh square as well a bit closer to the burgomaster he says you step back step back now uh, do you want to do anything at any point um seeing i uh, is is the guard uh, drawing any weapons or anything or is he still just uh, pr- uh, approaching the no, baron he's sort of shrugged off the, the arrest escort yeah and is moving away from them essentially and they're moving towards him as well but not very uh purposefully they want oh. to get they're trying to do their job but i i make my way to the front of the circle but i don't break ranks just yet i'd like to see how this plays out all right so you stand uh, quite close to the front um and as La, uh, as this guard moves closer to the Baron, uh, they're on horseback at the moment. He says, stand down now and accept your arrest. And he's, uh, he's getting to sort of confrontation. Um, and he says, no, I'm not doing it anymore. This is not a, this is not a happy town and I'm not a happy person. And uh, that man, and he points at you, made me realize that I'm not even funny. Uh yeah, Ichabod thinks to it, realizes he, he could have toned down how awesome and brilliant he is. He didn't realize what it's like for other people to have to live in the world, same world as him. <laughs> does Ichabod say that, or does he just realize it? No, this is just a realization he has to himself. It's a bit of character uh, development in yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, he said, "Well, he's an outsider. That's got nothing to do with this. You guards arrest him. What are you waiting for?" And then the guards uh, slowly move towards him again, and he says, "No." You won't arrest me. And uh, he goes and runs up onto the stage underneath the wicker ball. And uh, Lady Buckter raises her hand a little bit. And Does, seems to start casting. Do I see uh, anyone pay, like, paying attention to Lady Buckter instead of the distraction? Uh, no one seems to be paying attention to her because everyone seems to be focused on this. Yeah, uh, so this, this, I think this is what I think is happening is she's giving me the signal but I'm not going to go ahead with it. Um, I'm going to instead, hmm. Uh, he's run up onto the stage. Uh, the, the Baron's the on the horse next to the stage, correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of a slope to this stage, which runs down to this pit as well. Have I, can I, have, can I see in the pit from here? Is it like a shallow pit or a, a it's deep quite pit? shallow? Yeah. It's about like three to four foot deep. Right. And just to clarify, because I'm desperately afraid this is the case, there's not like a person inside this flaming sphere, yeah? Uh, this... Not that, not that you can see. No, it's, it's quite well, non-flaming sphere currently. Yeah, it's just as as it's not a flame. It's wicker. You can see through it. You can't see anybody in it unless they're very well hidden. You you don't think there's anyone in it. I step forward at this point. Okay, everyone's really fixated on the. Uh, the scene in the middle of the place. Would you yes, like of course, it? of course. Friends, listen to me. And as you start to give your speech, uh, Lady Vakta kind of uh, clicks her fingers and this uh, uh, magical uh, energy it, uh, comes from her hand and then seems to transfer to the ball and it just catches a blaze. And then uh, she raises her hand again towards the ball 
Would you want to continue with your speech or do you want to do something else? Uh, I, I've been a bit distracted by the, the, the blazing ball, but I'm going to uh, carry on with my speech for the time being. This is not the way. This is exactly what the devil wants of us. Infighting at each other's throats, questioning how funny we are. <laughs> with her other hand, she clicks her fingers and the, the rope that was holding the ball just drops onto the man. Uh, that's standing on the stage yeah the guard the guard whose uh question is funniness is dropped onto him with a bit of a crack and he's now inside this flaming ball and uh, it rolls down the little slope on the stage uh the baron on his horse uh gets kind of flung off of it as a horse moves out of the way and his wife also gets flung off of it and uh, it rolls into the ditch and just sort of crackles Uh, is the the, but the Baron's nowhere near the, the ball at the moment, or the is Baron, it rolling towards him? The Baron has fallen off of his horse, as is his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ball didn't hit him, but mm-hmm. uh, he would have got hurt from the fall. Yeah, uh, There's just that guard in the middle, uh, burning in the wicker at the moment. Everyone is kind of gasping and shocked. Um, I throw myself at the, the ball. Uh, uh, to do what? I immediately ignite my sunblade to try and smash through the the ball to to get to the man inside. Cool. Uh, As you do this, you see Isaac and a couple of guards moving towards uh, Lady Vakta, and you also see uh, several several people stepping forward and removing... um, uh, They were wearing uh, cloaks and stuff, but nothing particularly... um, Nothing particularly out of the out ordinary. of place, yeah, yeah. But they kind of remove them, and you see a lot. A lot of them have horns. Um, so to Ichabod, uh, can you make a nature check? Well, I've not been able to do much, so possibly. All right, I've used the good dice this time, or the good die this time, and a nature check. You say mm-hmm. that's a nine. <laughs> you've you've heard of a, a race that has horns, but you've never met one. Um, but now you've met, or you can see lots of them, and they all seem to be moving towards the burgomaster who's on the floor. Stay back, you jackalopes. You won't have him. <laughs> We're going to have to roll initiative, I think. And, I suspected. Uh, we're also going to stop there. I know. I'm, I'm not the edge of my seat. <laughs> In fact, I'm not going to roll initiative because I'm rolling like t- toffee yeah, uh, we'll stop, at the moment. We'll so hopefully, hopefully by next initiative. week, I'll roll better. Yeah, we're all initiative next time. Maybe we'll get it sorted out before we start the session. Mm. Um, but yeah, nice built up to this, uh, this festival moment. Um, how was the session for you? I had its moments. Um, a bit of a slow start, but um, certainly very uh, action-packed at the end. Certainly worthy of the Whistler name. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, uh, Big Ryan, he asked uh, if you prefer write, uh, pre-written adventures or making your own. Well, I... I suspect we shall have differing answers at this point. Do you want to go first or shall I? Hey, you can go first. I asked you. That's true. You did. I much prefer writing my own adventures, or if I do use a pre-written adventure, like one of the books, I certainly inject it with a lot of individuality. Uh, for instance, uh, last time I ran Dragon Heists, uh, there was a whole subplot about a portal to the, uh, to the net, in the nether realm in the basement uh that yeah, took them out to the city of deep water yeah 
nice which uh, yeah I, it just it adds a flavor to it so it's not just oh i'm playing i'm playing dragon heist again i'm playing thing again oh the, the storm king's thunder again it, it, it gives it something yeah fair enough i mean i like um i i, I mainly prefer running pre-written adventures not because uh i think they're better but just because i feel like that it's easier once you've read them um, mm. but i like to make sure I know enough about them that if the players want to uh, like know enough about the setting and the characters so that if the players want to go off piece a bit I can kind of wing it on the on as we go along. Yeah. I need to know the adventures really well to be able to do that to some extent. Mm. Um whereas uh I don't really like I don't mind if it's if it stays on the rails, but if just whatever the players want to do really see yeah well that's that's one of the reasons why i like uh, running my own adventures because i'm i'm more aware of what the the npcs are going to be thinking what they're wanting when it's a, a pre-written adventure often my pcs are very one-dimensional like the, P, the pcs come to talk to them i have one bit of information for you and once that's given i will i will just repeat it at you yeah i feel like that's uh, <laughs> i feel like that's the same but the other way around <laughs> Oh. for me because uh i mean i i think if i'm gonna write if i'm gonna do my own adventure um i had i would have to put a lot of work into it to make it rich enough mm. to be to actually uh feel more significant or, or feel more um in depth whereas if it's pre-written and it's written and it's written well enough yeah then uh the characters should have enough it, like the characters motivation should be clear the information that mm. i know about the adventure should be there for me to lean on and um it shouldn't become too uh one note then for me well coming uh coming on a little bit of a segue i, I also like a contained adventure so uh curse of strad for instance is 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 perfect but something like storm king thunder or a horde of the dragon queen where it's a bit more here's the entire sword coast to play with yeah. I, that's that's a bit much for me because uh that's where you get the one-dimensional pcs because if you don't know where your p your your party's going to end up going one session to the next it's very difficult to plan ahead yeah, stuff like that is a bit too sprawling. And uh, when they give you too many options, they have with the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, the mm. first couple of chapters are like, uh, you can do, there's 10 advent, there's 10 quests. Um, and once you've done three of them, you've leveled up to this level. Uh, and then you can do more of the quests, but you can't level up anymore. <laughs> and um, yeah. it's kind of how it said, it's kind of how it laid it out. But then if you're running a campaign that you're probably only going to want run once realistically, you kind of think, oh, I, wish, I want to make sure at least everyone's, you've got all of the options. Mm. Whereas actually to run it better, I probably should just pick the ones I wanted to do, or at least I wanted to present to you. Yeah. Actually, I mean, that's that's a, a point in your favor there. Like you say, with the pre-run adventures, you can run those multiple times because you've still got it all there. But I would never run a, a homemade adventure more than once because I'd always just make up another one. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've... I've I've not run lots of adventures more than once, but I've run a couple of adventures. More Strahd! Strahd! Yeah. And uh, I've run Witchlight for two groups mm. currently, and uh, I've run... Um, I think that was it, actually. I think ah. it's just been the once. Um, but yeah, cool. All right. So uh, do you want to say goodbye to your Ica Buddies? I would love to say goodbye to my Ica Buddies. Ica Buddies, roll better than me.
frankly. <laughs> this is how I roll when I dungeon master as well. So if you want an easy game, please do play in one of my games. <laughs> Be good, Ica buddies, and tell people you think that would like this about the podcast. And oh, absolutely, absolutely. Follow us on Twitter at 101RPG or on Instagram at Two Copper Pieces. Log into your backup accounts and like and follow again. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, or or don't. You can just keep coming back. You can also yeah. join us on Discord as well, uh, so you can find that in the description. Oh, right. please do. And then you can write your own uh, viewer-submitted question. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you.